Hey, peeps, what is going on? This is uh, John Ross Marcus Cox. Thanks for coming back and listening to the Way Too Much JRMC podcast. Um, for those of y'all listening live, make sure you're liking, commenting, sharing, subscribing, all, all, all that good stuff. If you're watching on the YouTube channel, make sure you're doing all that. Um, as far as supporting what we're trying to do here goes, nothing goes farther than the sharing and word of mouth stuff you know getting it out there that we're trying to sp- spread a spread our message and everything like that here um yeah so uh i'm sure most of y'all been wondering if y'all was gonna hear from me or not um on friday july 22nd the we all entered the twilight zone and jefferson county schools are going back in to mask starting monday if you didn't think it was possible well I don't like being those people that tells you I told you so, but I mean, I told you so. What else? What else can I say? Um, like I, I knew that going into this, if we, if we let them, as soon as the, as soon as the legislature put this stuff squarely in the school board's hands, they immediately forked it over to the superintendent. The superintendent said, "I'm going to give this power to the CDC, so and we're going to do whatever they say to do." So everybody just get ready for, as they change metrics and redefine terms and all that it's going to i mean it's going to continue being an issue until the legislature um handles this kind of stuff and again doesn't take the power back from them but they just take it away from everybody you know they don't i don't want them to have it to have it either so we'll get into that um that's some other stuff i want to talk about as far as partisanship goes and bipartisanship and compromise and how we need to be looking at these issues um you know going forward you know how's this masking stuff going to affect our our school board races um how should we rally to fight for our kids and should we be doing all the fighting or should our kids be fighting out you know let's just let's just hash this stuff out so i'm going to start out tonight um let's see if i can get over to this other screen here real quick with a Wall Street Journal article here, Corey, Corey D'Angelo. So a surprising new survey by Teachers Union finds that voters favor Republicans on the issue of schools. So this article, I'm going to read some of it. The union that is being discussed or that did this survey um, is the, Amer- the American Federation of Teachers. This is the one that the Randy Weingarten runs. And anyone who doesn't know her just, you know, pause this bad boy and go over to Twitter and just and have fun you know so she's been one of the she has been driving the COVID trains since the beginning you know wanting to shut down schools um I had another thing up here so I'll show you I'll show you this so this is also this is a tweet that I saw from showing that the NEA so this was just this came out this was on July 5th so let's look at this so the NEA will work with state affiliates to support a national policy of mandatory masking and COVID vaccines in schools as well as high-quality virtual education for immunocompromised students and all families who want it by publicizing successful virtual education programs in public schools throughout the nation and existing media outlets. So this, is, this isn't this is her union. This is the National Education Association that even back on July 5th was saying they were going to advocate for mandatory masking and COVID vaccines in schools. You know, so that's so that's a totally different group here this is the this is rainy weingarten the american federation teacher so i'm gonna read, read a little bit of this to you it says american voters have long trusted democrats more than republicans on the issue of education that's changing and the evidence 
is in two new polls, one from a teacher's union and one from a Democratic organization. The American Federation of Teachers commissioned a survey of likely voters in battleground, state, battleground states and found that 39% of respondents had more confidence in Republicans to deal with education issues versus 38% for Democrats. Respondents said the number one problem with public schools is that education has become too politicized. I don't think any of us could disagree with that. You know, the, I think that we may disagree on, and we'll get into this here in a second. We may we probably disagree on who's politicizing it, but we're going to get into this. And these the people that are responding to this uh, survey, they don't disagree with what we're with what we think. So I, it's very interesting to see this the swing here. So let's just keep on reading. AFT President Randy Weingarten has repeatedly blamed Republicans for politicizing classrooms, but respondents were likelier to say Democrats are more responsible for politicizing education and making education too much a part of the culture war than Republicans, 33 to 28%. More were dissatisfied than satisfied with the amount of say that parents have in what their children are taught. Okay, so that means that people that were responding to the AF, to the American Federation of Teachers said parents should have more say in their child's education. Voters were also substantially likelier to have a great deal or a fair amount of confidence in parent organizations, 56%, and school teachers, 62%, than teachers' unions at 44%. So, but regardless of all that, Randy Weingarten nonetheless tweeted the poll. Let me, uh, I got, I got uh, Glenn Youngkin's picture up on here. Let's, let's, let's scroll on down, scroll on down here a little bit. So, AFT. President, so Ms. Weigard nonetheless tweeted the poll and asserted that extremist politicians are trying to drive a wedge between parents and teachers while her union is focused on investing in public schools and the essential knowledge and, stu- that stu- and skills students need. Essential knowledge, huh? Did anybody else watch my last podcast? The stuff that, that, that these big unions are worried about getting into, into schools is there's nothing essential about any of it. It's all, it's all meant to confuse children. If your whole if your whole point is this DEI, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, you know, like whole community schools, all that, you need kids' minds to be in the gutter, like messed up. You need them to be confused. You need them to have mental health issues because that's gonna that's gonna fuel the bus. You know, if that's what if that's what you're preparing teachers to be able to teach and to be how to be what to be able to respond to then you need that to be what they're getting asked and what they're having what what they're having to respond to. Otherwise, they're they're not prepared. So, you couldn't be any more wrong there. So, let's just keep reading. Keep reading on. The other poll was conducted in battleground congressional districts by Democrats for education reform. It found that Republicans were ahead on education by three points overall. Here's the biggie: by nine points with parents, and get ready for it, by ten points with minority voters. These like they didn't want this to be the case. <laughs> like they weren't polling, trying to get this, trying to get these, uh, this data. Like this was to their surprise. So by ten points among with, with minority voters, these results represent a seismic shift. Here's where we're at: a seismic shift in support, as the group's polling memo noted. This represents a steep drop off from before the pandemic when Democrats enjoyed a double-digit advantage on education. A 2017 Gallup poll put Democrats up by 19 stinking points on education. Signals of the shift came in November when Virginia elected Governor Glenn Youngkin. Republicans 
and this is this is one thing I really want to hit home on here. Republicans help Democrats when they keep quiet on education, as many of them have for years. As as myself and many others would argue, our state legislature has been doing. Like I can't blame them for years past because I wasn't involved, but this year I was. Um, but now Democrats are in a bind on educational freedom. Mr. McAuliffe hewed to his anti-parent rhetoric while Mrs. Weingarten stumped for him. Republicans would be, would be wise to follow Mr. Youngkin's lead and make themselves the parents' party. Well, I got Wall Street Journal and Corey DeAngelis. That's what we are. It's what we are saying here. It's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even want to hear Republicans talk about anything else. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about my taxes. I don't care about any of that stuff. If you're destroying children, if the future doesn't matter, if we're not going to, if there's, if I can't hope that my children are going to be brought up in a country that's going to value the, the principles and beliefs and, you know, hard work, meritocracy, all that stuff is, if that's not the, and we're not going to teach them things. I, like the rest of it doesn't matter. Death and taxes are are they're they're assured for us. And like again, like I'm going to tell people, I'm not a traditional old school country club Republican. I'm just going to be honest with everybody here. What I'm trying to say is, we can argue about taxes after we save our kids from being brainwashed and indoctrinated and like left to fend for themselves because we're going to affirm everything that they say whenever they're children and they don't know what they're trying to say. They'll say anything. My kid literally tonight, my oldest was telling me, was swearing up and down he wasn't tired. He fell asleep on the couch at 6.30 he's been at a buddy's house for two days. Oh, you're not tired? Those, like, listen, they're, they're children. They need us. We got to protect them. Okay, so, but I thought this was crazy because I see people all the time, um, <coughs> it's like, especially in our in our school board races, you know, wanting them to stay nonpartisan, and 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 you know, I get it. They they have to from a technical standpoint. You know, the Republican Party cannot. You know, they can't put an R by their name. But the idea that the idea that we're going to be able to keep these from being nonpartisan is almost a, is almost a laugh a laughable argument because there's not a Democrat in the United States of America that will come out. And be defiant on these mask mandates. There's not a Democrat in America we can find, and I'm not saying they don't believe it in their heart of hearts, and they're, they're, they're not, they don't agree with what I'm saying at their dinner table. I'm just saying they won't come out and put it in a newspaper or say it in an interview. There's no Democrat in America that'll come out against you know, abortion to, up to, up until the point of birth because that's the party line right now. They need they want they need that Democrat money. Um, you know they're like. So I mean, it's going to be impossible to keep them from being partisan. I think, and I think this article, these and these two surveys that are coming from Democratic institutions are telling us we would be wise to just to just run with it. You know, we are right on these issues. The issues that we're going to talk about tonight, the issues we have talked, I've talked about in the past. We are right when we say we don't want obscene material sitting on elementary school libraries for nine-year-olds to walk by, perusing, you know, the the bookshelf. And stumbling into seeing any kind of like sexual activity in an in an illustrated form, I don't care if it's gay or straight or two dogs. I don't care. It's like I don't want them stumbling into that in a in a non controlled scenario where 
no one even knows to have a conversation with them about it. And they're just, their, their little minds are just churning and burning and like turning into something crazy. If you ever read the book, there's a book called uh, Strong Father, Strong Daughters. And the uh, author talks about a daughter that, had, that just had such a great relationship with her father, right? And something happened. It was like overnight, the daughter went from, you know, being daddy's little girl and daddy's little sidekick to like, hate, like almost hating her father and not being able to, not even being able to look him in the eye. And it took, it took, I, I can't remember her name. I need to come up with the author's name. But in the end, it, they finally got to the bottom of it. And the daughter had saw a, a rape scene on TV without anyone seeing it. And then she, you know, sex ed occurs or whatever and she connects with like oh my gosh well i saw i've saw sex before and it was terrible and that's that's how i was conceived and that's what my father does to my mother in the bedroom at night and she could not look her father in the eye and so like again this isn't hypothetical stuff this stuff happens and it's all i mean the thought that i would happen to a anybody's baby girl or you know, they're a son, or a, you know, what if it was a boy that just thought that was what sex looked like, and no one knew to even talk to him about it? And then he turned sixteen or something and goes to have sex with somebody, and that's what he thinks sex is. And he's, I mean, like that we we have, you know, like I'm a firm believer in you. Def, you definitely want your kids to go through adversity, but you know, we can be uh, intentional about it. We can set them up, right? It's almost what I'm trying to say. To, to learn to learn these lessons in a controlled environment and as parents we should be able to have some say in this kind of stuff and this these polls are showing us that we're that we're right and again the big the big thing you know here here in Jefferson County Kentucky our four of our seven board seats are up and one of them is with the chair that's going against I think that's uh Diane Porter I think is her name going up against her it's a minority head you know heavy uh, like demographic there, so it's mostly minority voters. And this is again, this is a Democratic poll. Republicans were ahead on education by three points overall and by ten points with minority voters. We have to tell them what we believe, and there's no way to slice and dice it when you find out what conservatives are about when it comes to education they're going to associate you with the Republican Party. So you might as well embrace it, get out in front of it, and just be unapologetic about it. It's like, yeah, and yeah, you're right. I guess I am Republican, but here's the problem. If I wanted to be a Democrat, I couldn't because it's impossible for me to be one because I disagree with everything that you that your party believes in. It just is what it is, okay? So yeah, so let's let's, let's keep that in mind. Let's move on to the mask. I'm sure it's if anybody cares about anything I have to say, it's probably what it's about. Everybody knows I was involved very heavily with the you know, the masking legislation that got out of the, got out of the Kentucky uh, House chambers. You know, we myself and our our little uh I won't say little, it's a pretty large um parental advocacy group on Facebook had I guess we'll call it lobbied for, you know, took a bill that was about masking and made it to where they couldn't, they were no longer going to force any type of medical device usage on children, any kind of forced vaccination or what we call them medical procedures. Um, and no, 
no adherence to blanket healthcare recommendations because again, like every kid is different. Um, and you know, it was COVID not it was COVID specific. You know, like other there was parents that were mad and wanted about other stuff. But again, I try to be consistent on here. I'm not a teacher hater. I'm not like one of those people that just that just like doesn't think you know public education can can work. I mean, my kids aren't in it any longer. Um, but my mother's a teacher, and so I'm not going to come out and just bash everything about her. Um, and I you know I don't necessarily know that it was I was terribly upset with the situation prior to that as far as vaccinations and stuff like that go. So I was just trying to get kids back to pre-pandemic um, rights. Let's, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, and I was laughed at at the beginning. Had a, I mean, the, the experience that I went through over that three months was probably the most American experience I, that anyone could ever go through. I mean, it was like I'd have to pull her on the side of the road because I'd be so taken aback. I mean, I have notebooks I've taken of journals. That's what that's originally why I started doing live streams, just trying to you know, update everyone across the state and really try to empower people because, again, the I'm doing this show, so I know it takes a certain level of narcissism to do that. Um, but I really do believe in the power of the individual and that we need extreme accountability and transparency for anything anything grassroots to really develop. And that requires, you know, myself included, the sharing of information and being, you know, being, you know open yourself up to vulnerability and the possibility of being being wrong you know, telling people, hey, this is going on and, like, this is probably going to happen and it, it doesn't happen. But I, I think people can tell if you're being sincere and that type of thing. Um, so, you know, I got, when the news came out on Friday, I will be honest, I started to do a podcast that night. One second. I started to do a podcast that night, but I felt like I probably needed to uh, let my emotions, let my emotions uh, even out a little bit and, really think it through and pray about it a little bit and talk to some people and just kind of feel your people out within an hour of the news. I probably spoken on the phone or texted or, you know, I'd had some form of communication back, back and forth communications. Not just like me blowing people up and then like, you know, hitting the F you button or blocking me like at least, 12 to 15 different Kentucky House House representative members and state senators going back and going back and forth to them, either them saying like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry it's happened, you know, like, well, could we, you know, could we do anything to help? Or, you know, all the way to the other end of the spectrum, reps calling me mad as can be and like calling me so they didn't call one of their colleagues to get, you know, and like losing a friendship, you know, but... Because of that, and because I knew there was a lot of emotion on their end as well, I just thought, you know, it's probably, I definitely felt like I needed to say something, because like, at least here in the state of Kentucky, I do think that I kind of I kind of became somewhat of a voice on this issue. Um, that's why I'm so, like, you know, I'm just so disgusted by this happening, because I feel like I let you guys down. But I feel, like I, I feel like I needed to say something about it. And let me just, I'm just going to run through some stuff with you. So, first of all, yeah, everybody that's listening, whether you're in Kentucky, Arkansas, California, New York, Jefferson County, Kentucky, is back-masking students. So, I think the only one I could find that's for sure like that is like San Diego. So, I feel like one beautiful thing about doing a show and talking about Kentucky is, I mean, is there any any other state more American than Kentucky? I mean, 
Daniel Boone, Coonskin Caps. I mean, the I mean the Cumberland Gap, the Gateway to the West. I mean, that's Kentucky is America. You know, like if it's happening here, then by God, it can it's probably it's going to be happening everywhere. You know, like if it can happen here, it can happen anywhere. It's like stuff can happen in California, and if it never comes somewhere like here, then it's like you know I don't let California people be California people. But when it's happening here, then everybody is at risk. <coughs> so. You know, but then at the same time, it's like anybody in Kentucky is like, well, that's just Jefferson County. One in seven children that are in the public school system, one in seven attends a Jefferson County school. I mean, that's a crazy stat. And I got that stat. You know, shout out to uh, Representative Savannah Maddox that's running for governor. She's one I kind of went back and forth with and just really appreciate her and uh, her fight and all this stuff. And even though it took, it took, her and I several months to get our uh, build up a rapport or whatever. It's like I think it's because we're pretty similar and uh, we're slow to trust people because of you know we just know what people are like. So one in seven kids are back in mask. It's the only other place other than San Diego. And here's what was crazy to me. So I talked to all those reps, right? And I know some of y'all are listening, and I appreciate y'all. And I'm not I, again. I come about by name. I ain't trying to be like that. I'll let other people be that way. But even on, like, Twitter, I started spot-checking, trying to see who was coming out against this. And I could Savannah Max was the only politician I could find that had that said anything, that put anything out there in the on the World Wide Webs, like, in opposition to this. You know, and thank you, Savannah, for doing that. Um, but we need all of y'all doing that. I mean, the... This should have been. We sh- I feel like at this point, we should be able to get a like a uh, what do you call it? a petition going around, and we should be able to get all of you guys to sign a sign something saying that the first day, of the first working session of the twenty twenty three legislative calendar, you just pass HB fifty one. No matter what is happening, then even if it's even if it's ceremonial at that point, because they've all boarded mission. They've shown us that they can go back on this crap. We are all living our lives. Nobody cares about this stuff anymore. People are sick. All right, like, all right. It's the, I mean, like, it's the flu now. And I'm not even trying to be weird here. You know, like, there's a vaccine. Get it if you want it. Get it. You know, there's masks everywhere. All right, I, I saw Sam's Club yesterday. They were, they like gotten the big shipment in. So listen, they're, they're there if you want them. Let the rest of us live our lives. Like, I'm just waiting on them to come for my football team. And I'm telling you, I mean, I'm just going to be cool. I'm going to be hot over that. I mean, don't be. Like, I can't even get into that tonight. I'm just going to piss me off too, you know, way, way too much. So I appreciate all y'all that have reached out to me and talked to me about how ridiculous this is. And I know some of y'all, it ain't, it's not affecting you and your counties, legislators and all that. But these are children. Like, I don't need to be able to look a kid in the eyeball to care about a kid. I, like, I, I believe, beyond a shadow of a doubt, if I drove down to Louisiana today and was walking in the street and I saw somebody pull a gun on, a, on any eight-year-old and I had time to dive in front of that eight-year-old, I be, I, I, in my heart of hearts, I know that I would jump in front of it. I, I, I believe that beyond a shadow of a doubt. All I'm asking for y'all to do is to say that you'll pass a bill saying that you don't have the power to do this, and neither do school boards. 
So I'm going to challenge y'all to that. Next thing I've been wanting, and I didn't talk about this. I should have came on a couple weeks ago. It's been three weeks I did last episode. But here in Kentucky, we just had a Supreme Court thing that came down. And this is the kind of stuff that Republicans, again, when I say I'm not a traditional Republican, like this is the kind of stuff that makes us look petty and look bad. All right, so I'm literally going down there. I'm starting at the like the most recently elected representative, and I'm telling I'm telling each one of them as I go, don't even tell. And one day some of these people will come. Maybe I can get them on my show whenever I'm a big dog, and they like and they will they'll they'll like testify to this. I was telling them, ask them point blank. This bill that I that we've drafted that I've drafted that I'm putting in front of you, would you vote for it? Yes or no. They would say, yes, I would vote for it. Some of them are like red in the face because they're so excited about it. And I would look at them and I'd say, listen, I don't want you to, like, don't even bring it up to anybody. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go room to room, rep to rep, garnering support from this thing. I'm going to go from zero to 51 votes, like, with myself and my team that's around me. And I wish I could say their names. They'd get mad at me if I did. But those, those ladies know who they are and they are, they were God's gift to me and, saved me so many times on the way and couldn't have done any of it without them along or, or any of you guys that are listening and have followed along all the way. But I, I just didn't want it to get too big, too fast or whatever you know, during all that. Um, but then on the flip side of that, we have people I'm meeting with that are literally screaming at me like, local control local control and i'm like okay i'm not asking you to take control back i don't think you have it i don't think they have it i don't think they want it i know teachers don't want it like they don't feel like they're getting paid enough to be mask police so i'm t- i'm asking you just to say that hey when we passed the bill earlier it was wrong we shouldn't we didn't have this power to give them we're taking it away masks are gone you can't you cannot mandate like the wearing of them. You can wear it if you want to. All right. And they were like, that is just a bridge too far. One guy who is, I won't tell you his name, but let's just say he's big in the quit in the, is it the equestrian industry and, uh, from Western Kentucky somewhere about cornered me in his office. I was trying to get out of there. He was so mad. Cause I said, so, I, I was like, you know, I was like, some people think that the legislature punted it, you know, punted this down to the, or passed the buck and you know, gave this, you know, didn't want to deal with it. So they, they pointed the finger at school boards. And anybody that knows me knows that, like, I'm not a confrontational person. I was making it a joke. I had my legs crossed like a papa. I mean, I sit like an old World War II vet with my legs crossed about 75% of the time. But he was so upset about it, okay? These same people. Our Supreme Court just ruled this was this was unconstitutional, and guess what? It is. I don't. I mean, I didn't like the, this bill in the first place. I think we can use it. We're going to talk about that on another episode. We're going to dive deep into a bill that's going to be getting re uh, re posted or whatever you want to call it, refiled during the next session. But they wouldn't take they wouldn't take away masking powers from everyone. Okay, but they were gung ho about passing a bill. That that would that would not allow school boards to meet more than once every four weeks. 
it started out as once every eight weeks. And there was an amendment filed, I believe, by Representative Nemus here in, here in Jefferson County to get that down to four. <clears throat> but one thing I was arguing through all this was what are people, what do people, let's think about what people vote are voting for eat for positions for. Like, I don't believe anybody voted for a school board member under the premise that they were going to be making day-to-day health decisions for one in seven children in the state, in the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Nobody voted for Chris Kolb or James Craig or Diane Porter or Corey Shore or any of these, any of these people under that premise. Okay, but... One thing I will say, I do think if you asked any average voter, myself included, going into the polls, when you vote for school board today, do you think that, do you think, like, are you voting for them under the premise that they can decide when and where they meet as a as a board, as a board as a board body? I would say absolutely. What are you talking about? Of course, who else would decide that? Well, that's what our legislature did. So it was a bridge too far to keep kids from having to stick needles in their arms and wear diapers all over their face all day long. That was a bridge too far. But by golly, you but you can only meet once every four weeks. Like, come on, man. Don't come at me like that. I mean, I, I, I know you think I'm stupid because I got a beard and I sound redneck and I got long hair and all that. But let's be honest. That was all you being you had, that was, you just didn't have confidence. Don't be like putting stuff on me because like I make I like worry you. Okay, like, you're lying to yourself. You're unprincipled. You didn't know what values you stand for. You're shooting from the hip, and you have a disdain for regular people, regular Americans, the people that are voting for you, the same way the Democrats have a disdain for us that are fighting for this stuff. So, in the spirit of keeping this thing family-friendly, I won't say what I want to say to those of you that treated me certain types of ways or like put it like this other than a couple people that voted against that the bill was HB 51 for those of you across America in the 2022 session in the Kentucky legislature it was HB 51 other than a couple that voted no for the, that voted no on it that came to me afterwards and explained to me and like had the respect to had the respect for me that in Reality was them showing respect to the cause. It's not me. It was the cause, which means they were respecting all of you know all of you all are listening. Other than those few people, if you voted against it, you're part of the problem. So when I say that like we're Republican, like this is all Republican stuff, I ain't talking about you. I'm hesitant to say the word rhino and all that because I think it's like a, like you know it's turned into a weird deal and kind of a talking point, but. You know, I feel like, you know, to me, brass tacks, HB 51, and because I know what message I was spreading room to freaking room, right? The people that voted yes on it are the people that I know that I feel like can be trusted and that are, like, okay with parents having more say in things and all, all that good stuff. You know, this, uh, there was other things we were that we were in support of that we, you know, we weren't spreading our message and telling our story the same way we were on on the masking issue that we would we will get better at and those those reps are the starting points you know i got on our last episode i tried playing a couple of clips i'm going to post them in the show notes um 
after this is over because I want everybody to go look at these clips on YouTube of two two of our reps, and I'm going to say their names again, Julie Rocky Adams, Killian Timoney, talking about parental rights, how they, they've never seen them be stepped on. And then the other one's, you know, Killian Timoney is saying that literally the second, he's like, parents do have control. You do have the ultimate control. He said, until you send them out the door and put them on the school bus. And then it goes to the next layer of control, which is the school system and teachers and, and like administrators. And I just, I, my mouth hit the floor. It's not a Republican in my, you know, as far as, I, as far as I'm concerned. So that's where I'm at on that. Um, and unless we all rally and like get on the same page and like get a concise message and it should be easier this time around because we I mean what we what we did in the in like the legislature this year in the legislature was nothing short of a miracle right it really I mean like what how y'all mobilized for emails and calls and all that stuff I mean it was freaking I mean it was beautiful to see I was like I felt so uh blessed and just like it was like I felt like God put me in that building and put me in that situation to give me hope for the future you know, getting to see the emails coming through and reps showing me, showing me when they were coming through in real time and all that. Um, <clears throat> so it should be easier for us, but we have, we're going to have to, you know, they're, they're counting on us not continuing to be organized and being able to mobilize that organization. Now I got news for them. I was in Frankfurt last week with a group from of, of patrons from all over the state. I'm again, I'm not going to drop their names either because I don't like. I call it way too much JRMC for a reason. I'm way too much for a lot of people, and so I don't want to them their name. I don't want them to feel like I piggybacked off of them or anything. They know who they are. We are doing stuff that even a year ago, like individuals that weren't getting paid, that were taking a risk on like you know silly because they didn't have something to contribute or anything like that. Like we're in a room talking, and it was one. It was wonderful, and we need more of that. You know, we need. 100 people doing that, 100 organizations. But the key is that we all have to be in unison. We all have to be willing to share information and talk to one another and let whoever ends up being the star be the star. It's not going to be the same person every time, you know. Um, so that, so there's, there's, there's that. The other thing is, and this is, you know, in the other Facebook group that we this all kind of started in, that hopefully this will be posted in so you guys can see it. There's always been a debate on whose fight this is, whose whose fight is this? You know, I'm going to be honest with everybody. I don't want my children or your children being forced and being like asked to be confrontational and you know, uh, what's we're looking for, combative with their teachers or their principals or any of that stuff. I don't, I don't see this as their fight. The same way that I don't see those, some of those gender identity issues and all that as their as their like fight and their choice to be made at that moment. Like this isn't their fight either. We are their we are their parents. If we can't pull them and they have to continue going to school, we got to try to figure out a way to do that without stressing them the heck out and being in fights while we hide while we hide behind our minivan uh steering wheel in the pickup line we got to be vocal whether that's in rallies you know that's i think i think they're trying to 
we're, we're trying to plan something like that or if it's on facebook and you know being a keyboard warrior in the comment section in every group you're in like i used to think that kind of stuff was stupid but someone else she's running for school board and around here i would tell you right now you can be effective in that in those comment sections i mean i wish i could say her name because she was like she was she's amazing um and i I wish she'd text me and was listening and say it's okay to say my name because she she deserves to be on her on the school board where she's going to be at and y'all couldn't have a better person as a leader um, in that community. You know, and the same thing goes for our Jefferson County board members. We have a chance to take over the board and we have four great candidates that I know are in support of all these, all of the values and principles that, that, that we believe in and we have worked really hard at trying to find trying to find them I started this journey thinking I may want to be that, you know, and then once I got it, once I got involved in the legislation stuff, I felt like I felt like I had other um, ways to be a value. And, but I also just didn't know that I was a, the right candidate. Yeah. I didn't think I was the best person to do it anyways. So again, I'm willing to, I'm willing to admit that. I mean, comes a time in life where it ain't about like, it's not just about how good are you and how prepared are you or whatever. If there's only one spot open, then unfortunately it's not you versus you it's you versus everybody else and they're like it you not being the person it may it may mean nothing about you you could still be a wonderful a great talented candidate for whether it be school board or state legislature or freaking president of the united states timing is everything you know like it just ain't, if it ain't your time it ain't your time but we got to be vocal <laughs> we got to stand on our principles whether we're you know like here's the deal this stuff isn't that Jefferson County's done this it's not just going to be Jefferson County schools that this is affected in and I'm going to I'm going to put one organization on blast here in here in Louisville the YMCA of Greater Louisville they kept kids in masks even after JCPS dropped them their mask mandate they kept kids in masks long after they let adults, of which I was one of them, were out on the out on the workout floor or whatever. And just if, if, again, I ain't just way too much on this podcast. I'm way too much in every aspect of life, right? So I'm one of those dudes in the gym. I mean, I'm going hard. You know what I mean? Like I got my headphones in. Like I ain't trying to chit chat. I mean, I'm getting after it in there. I got an hour. I got four kids. You know what I mean? So I got I got 60 minutes to get a workout in. I can't got time to be talking to you. So like I'm sweating everywhere, bleed, breathe, breathing everywhere. Not bleeding. Maybe, maybe that's CrossFit stuff. I don't do that. Um, shout out to shout out to my to my better half on that one. Um, breathing all over everybody. You know what I mean? Like some people are, aren't cleaning their benches off. You got people on the treadmills slinging their arms, sweat going everywhere, while our poor babies. Mine weren't because I signed a waiver. I'll lie all day long. I'm fighting this fight. Call the police on me. Like, but while our babies are in childcare, smothering to death and being being like taught that the world is so scary, you got to wear a mask. No, well, but we're not going to though. It's you should just be scared. They kept kids in masks forever. I'm on the board at one of them here, the the biggest one, and I'm probably not going to get asked to be on it again because they didn't get my four figure check this year. I can't support organizations or businesses or anything like that anymore. They're going to like just cowtow, cowtow, whatever you call it, the line, because they're afraid of the whatever, the crazy lunatic left lefties 
you know, like, it's not worried about anymore. I'm not scared of them. I don't care. So I'm done. But, like, you, we need to be on the lookout for those organizations. You know, like, the for whatever reason, so many, not, not everybody's a parent. I realize that. I got four kids, two, four, six, and eight, so I'm in that world, man. I mean, I'm watching cartoons every day, all day. You know what I'm saying? Not everyone's like that, so they're working out. And, like, most of them, I've talked to so many people in the last 48 hours that didn't even realize the YMCA did that here. And I'm like, yeah, they did. And they did it longer than Jefferson County. And Jefferson County did it longer than anybody else. They were still on a 10-day quarantine until, I think until they just recently adopted the change. When they went back to mask the other day, they also changed it to, go, to follow CDC quarantine guidelines. So we got to pay attention to that stuff. And we cannot support organizations. If they if they mask them back up, I'm out. I ain't giving them, I'm not, I'm, I'm, my membership's gone, like, and I've been a huge proponent of theirs. I coach a bunch of teams. Like I tell people I'm a member there all the time. I can encourage people to be there. I go to, the, I, I utilize their services. But I, I'm done. You know, like Academy Sports was a business that they never made me wear a mask from day one. I patronize them as much as possible. You know what I mean? But like I'm done with the with the with the lip service stuff. I've been, I'm in a, several Facebook groups. I know the Catholic Archdiocese here in Louisville. I, I could already see that they're planting seeds to, they're planting seeds, tell, like basically trying to tell people that they're going to follow the science and all this. I'm like, no, you're being, you're being condescending and you're setting the tone because, again, these people are making decisions. It's irrational. They're doing it out of spite because they think you're stupid and they think I'm stupid and they're trying to shove it in our throats. And I got news for them, like, I'll just do something else. My kid, I'm I homeschool my kids. Send them to a, I send them to a college school trades a week, and guess what? They mask them back up. I'm out. They ain't getting my money. We will do what we got to do. I'll move in with my. I'll move to East Kentucky and live in the basement of my parents' house. I know my mommy wants me down there, so I will. Like, if we got, if we had to do it, so we could keep our kids from being exposed to it, then we'll do it. You know, but this is a fight we got to fight. And it's you know they're I think they think they're detracting and distracting from other things, but we're not going to let it happen. And so let's go on. Let's remember my last point about this. As as bad as this stinks, okay, this is awful. It's going to do short. There's going to be short term harms done to children, even if they're masked up. It, it, the stress from going being out of mass to being put back in mass to thinking like, oh my God, the world's ending again and people are dying on the streets. Like, again, they're not 35-year-old men like me that can, I don't have any wisdom, but that can like rationally see that like, okay, they're telling us to wear a mask, but people aren't dying on the corners, right? A six-year-old, some may be able to, but some may not. You know, like... There's also all these reports coming out about how many teachers we're losing here in in Kentucky and how short we are and all that. And they keep like associating that with like us, that we're the problem. And I recently saw a study that was I think it was on chalkboard review or something, which is a great site as well. Um, it was it was posted by No Left Turn Kentucky. I'll give them a shout out because they're always posting good stuff. And Beanie that runs No Left Turn over there, she's amazing and you know a definite warrior. And Miranda that works with her, 
and she has a Miranda's been fighting the fight on it. it comes to these obscene books getting removed from schools, and she's got something coming up that we all have to get behind and support her on as well. Um, but I've been seeing surveys and reports coming out that where teachers are saying like it's not like, it's not just pay and stuff. It's running them running them out. A lot of it has to do there's they don't have the support of their administrations. Their administrations are pushing this you know LGBTQA stuff and uh, DEI and social emotional learning and all and like that's not what they got in the teaching for and so it's just became it's becoming so politicized that they're out. You know, like I'm sure money has a plays a part in it or whatever. Um, but their whole narrative, it's just their whole narrative is falling apart. And so people have to realize when that's when that becomes the case, they're not gonna they're not just gonna lay there and die. All right, that's when people go into survival mode and they're gonna do they're gonna they're gonna go out scratching and clawing. And luckily for us, I think we've got a good uh, base of people that aren't worried about the slander and all that that we're all going to catch from these from these people. I mean, they're you know the Olivia Krauth and them that are with the with the Career Journal. Like, I think that I think some of them are are like actually like like giddy over this masking stuff because they don't even see it as children. You know, like I saw James Craig was like upset because parents were pushing back. And I'm like, do y'all even know there's kids there? Are you all just fighting with the parents? And that's what I think it is. It's just like they, it's a, it's, no one's even thinking about the kids. You know what I mean? Um, And it's just, it's, it's just sad. So we got to rally behind this stuff. Um, I've been promised people I'm going to make these shorter. So I'm going to try to wrap up here. I've, uh, kind of put some thoughts together and this, I'm also going to Jason Nemus rep here in Louisville, Kentucky. He's, I'll call him a friend now. Um, we had a contentious start to our relationship and all that, but you know, we both are going, we're both going to say our peace of mind, but I think we can kind of go out the other side. I think we're going to disagree on many issues, but like, I think both of us are willing to have a conversation with each other and don't think we have to talk every single day. And I, I don't take things personal and all that. So all that stuff, but he made a post the other day on Facebook about how Kentucky was a purple state and, you know, that was a representative of America and that we, you know, were in the middle and all that. Here's what I'm going to say. The problem is the middle, you can't draw the middle between Republican and Democrat in the middle anymore because Republicans are still here. Democrats used to be here. Now they're here. So if we go to the middle now, whoop, we way over here. That's what's been happening. It's been like nickel and diamonds to death. So my last point is like, I'm tired of words like bipartisan compromise, middle ground, all that. Like we are right. We are not wrong in this stuff. Parents deserve a say in their kids' education. There should not be obscene materials. There should not be an obscenity like exemption because they said, oh, what's well, educational. Like I don't want it laying around in public school libraries. Get some approved in curriculum, and the superintendent standing behind it. Then, and there's a there's an accountability structure. That's one thing, but it being on a library shelf with no accountability and like no way to know when a kid picks it up and their mind is warped for the next 25 years of their life. There's no and like that's not cool. Okay, it is not cool to continue masking children. They're like I don't care that they don't care. They don't care because they don't know any better. You don't know what you don't know. Okay, so. 
we can't keep making kids mask when we're living our lives normal. It's not fair to them. Like, I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of people thinking parenting means that, like, you go with the flow and kids will figure it out and all that. No, they won't. Go look at our inner cities. Go look at what's going on in East Kentucky and the poverty level. Like, that's what happens when we think people's going to figure it out without a family, without a family at home and, like, structure. That's what happens. Poverty, drug abuse, crime. That's what happens. Suicide. Overdoses. Drugs and alcohol addiction. That's what happens. And that's what we're going to get if we keep letting these people run things. All right, so we cannot be afraid of being labeled Republican. Because, like, there ain't a Democrat around that'll jump on this stuff. I gave them the opportunity. I went to Democrats. Okay, now, and I will give some of them some credit. They didn't vote against this bill. They didn't vote against the mass bill. One of them stood up and asked a question that was a fair question. All right, uh, like... Not a, I'm not opposed to debate. That's all I'm asking. Give me an opportunity to win the war of ideas. That's all I'm asking. But they didn't vote for it. Not one of them broke the party line. Not one of them. When some of them lived, when some of them lived in the most vaccine hesitant communities in the state, several of them, and the, none of them were like a specific demographic. There are different demographics. The like there are different parts, the pockets of the state that are very vaccine hesitant. They were not willing to step up for their constituents and say, "Nope, he's right. They don't. I'm not going to make them take." There's no data that says this is beneficial to children. I'm not. I don't think they should be made to wear it, and I'm going to protect them from that. Not one of them did. If one of them would have, I wouldn't be to say this stuff. And I, I, I mean, I've, I've scoured the internet. I can't find a Democrat anywhere in this country that'll publicly publicly denounce these things. And that will stand, and that will stand up for our kids, and refuse to entertain this stuff. I mean, they're like the fact they're still entertaining the possibility that masks are necessary or that they ever worked. Now, again, I'll put some of that on Republicans because I think if they'd have passed, I think some of these Democrats don't want this. They are stuck behind the power structure of their bigger party affiliation to where they can't come out against it, and they don't like it. And if Republicans would have passed this stuff, most of them, I think, would have rode off into the sunset and not even talked about it because they would have been happy. I think school boards would have been happy about it. And like I talked about in the SRO bill, we've also gave boards the possibility of other powers that's going to do nothing but distract them from talking about education. Even more so. I mean, boards are going to have no time to talk about education. We'll talk about that another time. All right. But... If you don't believe in this masking nonsense, you're Republican by default. Even if you really aren't. Like, that's your, the Democratic Party is going to label you a Republican if you, if you disagree with them one time about anything, especially COVID 19 masking mitigation strategies. So we might as well embrace it. Okay? Like, that's all I'm trying to say. I also want to say, it's like, at this point, it's hard to find Democrats that come out against abortion of adult birth. Right? Like, and people, again, people can say they, they believe this stuff, but here, uh, to that point, if they, if they disagreed with abortion of adult birth, right, because they thought it was murder, like I do, like I think most rational people would if you're 39 weeks pregnant or whatever, if they thought it was murder, they would 
tell you publicly because they wouldn't want to risk otherwise people thinking, their pastors thinking that they that they were okay with that. But they let them get away with it, right? Like, the other thing, show me one bill at a federal or state level in any of the 50 state legislatures, any of them, show me a bill banning mass mandates anywhere in this country that is the, has a Democratic primary sponsor. There are zero of them. I will, I'd say I'll sit here and wait on you to go look it up, but I'd be here for hours because you'd have to go through every single one of them individually and then come back and tell me that you couldn't find one because there isn't any. All right. Show me one Democrat that's trying to protect women's sports, that's trying to protect my little baby girls from having to share a bathroom with a boy that's, say my daughter's six, little boy's 10, he's still in elementary school. Tell me one Democrat trying to protect her from having to deal with the stress and trauma that would come along with being a little six-year-old girl walking out, thinking you're the only kid in your bathroom, walking out to wash your hands, and you're seeing a boy that's twice your size. That could literally take your life at the end, right there. And you could do nothing about it. They could do nothing about it. Show me one Democrat that's trying to protect them from that. Show me one that's trying to get pornography off the shelves of these elementary school libraries. Show me one, right, that will come out and like against their party and publicly state that this stuff, and go look up these books, go up genderqueer, uh, not, not all boys are blue, go, go, go to the left turn in education in Kentucky, look at the list of books, go look at them, and, tell, and then send that list to every Democrat you can find and say, I just want to get some on the record that you disagree with this. You won't get one that will come back and go, go on the record against it. Okay? So again, go look for them. You won't find one. And you want to know why? Because, and to the rep I talked to earlier about this word, I almost said ain't. I ain't going to say that. <laughs> All right. You won't find one because there isn't one. That one was for you. There isn't one. Okay. So let's be clear. Even in our nonpartisan races, they're absolutely partisan. There's no way around it. Embrace it. You can't put an R by your name. The Republican Party can't come and endorse you and promote you and all that stuff. But people need to know who you are. And it's like right now they know if you have a D, if you are a Democrat in any sort, in any way, form, or fashion, like the people that are going to vote for you are going to people going to be the people that expect you to mask up kids. It's just it just is what it is. So, on to this next point, because again, I'm going to be getting into some other stuff in some of these in some of these other these later episodes, and I'm trying to make sure when I do when I do a show that they are beneficial and a good use of your time, and that they're informative, and I'm trying to get more organized in how I'm doing it. And you know, I'm hoping I, I'm hoping if there's somebody that's better than me and more well put together, and more well spoken, and all that, that. They'll pick up the mantle and run with it, and I will support them in their in their efforts. Until now, I just I've got the one here doing it, and I'm happy to do it, and I feel privileged and 
lucky and I feel like God's called me to do these things. Um, but I just want to promise everyone, I'm sitting here talking about Republican, Democrat, and all that stuff. There is plenty that I disagree with Republic, the Republican Party on. I'm not an old school, like, and the Republican Party, soon to be chair here in Jefferson County, he, he makes a joke, I'm always talking about the country club Republicans. I am not that. All right, like, I don't, I don't believe in, like, endless foreign wars, and I don't, you know, like, when it comes to the insurance industry, there's, you know, I have different, you know, uh, points of view on regulations and, you know, punching down on people that are trying, that are trying to get up or that we say we're trying to let get up, but we're punching down on them and making them have car insurance, but it's three times as expensive, you know, like, I'm not asking anybody to have an opinion on that, I'm just like, this is some stuff I would like to, I want to hash out in the future, um, you know, Fourth Amendment issues, you know, like when it comes to bail reform, like people have, it's in our, I'm gonna, you all hear me talk about the Constitution a lot because we don't read it. We just think there's checks and balances in it. Every, like one of the three branches can try to get away with whatever they want to get away with unless they get checked. That ain't how it's supposed to work. There's all, there is a, there is a user manual, okay, like that they're supposed to abide by. And we have to hold them accountable for that. But in, in in the Constitution, you have a right to not to not face like excessive bail. We constantly do that to people. Like it's the reason the George Soros's of the world exist because like they know people somebody that can't afford a million dollar cash bail is going to get going to get a million dollar cash bail, so they can come in and exert some influence. Well, if that wasn't happening to people and people were only forcing a bail that was reasonable for them in their situation, they wouldn't be necessary in that capacity. George Soros wouldn't. Again, like I'm not trying to dive into that right now. I'm just trying to give you some examples here. You know, penal code, prison reform, marijuana legalization, employee-employer practices, and that whole employee relationship and this the, the big business Republican Party. Like I'm, That's not me. All right, like, but we can't even talk about those things yet because we are literally fighting a ideological war, a cultural war, with our children in the crosshairs. I'm not worried about taxes. I'm not worried about insurance. I'm not worried. I'm worried about my babies and your babies being able to grow up in an America that will give them the opportunity to live a better life than what I have lived and their grandparents lived. That's that's all I care about. And it's only going to happen if we keep having these conversations and get uncomfortable and risk looking, you know, looking stupid and you know that might mean writing something and it gets it gets murdered on the internet, you know. You write an op-ed and it just gets absolutely murdered because you missed a couple things. Right? It might mean you do a podcast and you I'm, you know, I'm sitting. Might mean you're doing a podcast and you look up, you're doing a video one, and an hour later you realize you got you had something hanging out of your nose. It might happen to you. It didn't happen to me. I'm gonna check my stuff, but I'm just saying it may happen, right? So we can't even talk about any of that because they won't leave our freaking kids alone. So this isn't to say that we don't have you know problematic Republicans. I talked about some of them, and like they are real and they are still a problem. 
they are still there. All right, they're like, and I'll I'll try to point you on the direction of some of some organizations that'll they're going to be good at pointing them out. I'm not going to be one of those people that's just like calling people out, let them write and all that, because I want to be you know involved in different aspects of stuff. But I'll get other people the information. Um. So we absolutely have prob- problematic Republicans. All you got to do here in Kentucky, though, is just go look up where these people's campaign contributions are coming from. All right, I don't care if you're a Republican, Democrat, if Big Pharma, any of the big pharmaceutical companies are a, are a top donor or these hospital or hospital associations, hospital organizations, uh, that, that they're a problem. Okay, if they're the, the Kentucky Chamber of Commerce, is there? There are there are small rural chambers of commerce that aren't issues. You know, I get that. But like, if you see somebody that's getting a big donation from Chamber of Commerce and a big donation from the Hospital Association and a big donation from JCTA, yep, problem. Go ahead and highlight them in red on your list, right? So, but as far as like getting bills passed, they're liberty minded, freedom focused. Even with those problematic legislators in mind, the fact still remains all the votes for that type of legislation will come from the right side of the aisle. Every single one of them. Zero will come from the left. And I've had good conversations with some of them. And I think some of them are like good people. We have one lady in our our Louisville uh, Democratic Caucus that's a 27-year Air Force veteran. I have no doubt she is a patriot like in her heart and that she's trying to do the right thing and I'm hoping maybe I can be some of a conduit to help bridge that gap and have a conversation I'm willing to have I'm willing to get in the trenches and talk about this stuff a lot of the people that are even on our side of the aisle that agree with this aren't willing to do that they're just holier than thou you know so I didn't make I didn't make it this way it is what it is you didn't make it this way. So, as we move forward, any school board candidates across the Commonwealth of the state, or really across this country, just got to realize this. If you attempt, if you're trying to run from the Republican Party platforms or want to be dis- disassociated with popular Republicans, here in the state we have some absolutely wonderful, freedom-oriented, liberty-minded Republicans that are like, I mean... I mean, they're on fire, right? Like winning their elections with a fourth of the money that their Republican primary challengers did. They got no money from any big donors. Real moms, real dads, real blue-collar workers, right? Like that have followings already. So if y'all have watched Shark Tank before, y'all know this like example. It's like I'd rather have 5% of what I can get with Mark Cuban by my side, then a hundred percent of what JRMC John Ross Marcus Cox can get on his own, because that five percent with Mark Cuban is going to be exponentially more than what I can do on my own. So, if you dissociate with them and don't allow them to help you, you're doing this at your own peril. This is your one warning. It's, I I don't know what to say. I'm I'm probably going to warn you more. But this is the official one. I'm giving you one official warning. That's what you can't do it. Look at Virginia. Look at Loudoun County. Look at the blue districts that just flipped in red in the red places of Texas. I'm sorry, in the blue places of Texas that just 
They just turn red. That's what I'm trying to say. I think I messed all that up. Look at those areas. I forget what the what the lady's name is. Just one in Texas that had been Democrat for I forget how long. She ran as like hardcore like Republican and she trounced them. Okay? Like look at those places. But the voters need to know what team you are on. But you have to draw the battle line. So this is like listen, this is terrible short term. Stuff's like harm is gonna come to children because of this mass mandate being back, you know, reimposed. But on the flip side, we need energy going into these elections. And I don't know any other way to energize people more, whether it be teachers or moms or and dads or whatever, than, than these masks. So let's, like, if it's going to happen, we don't have any power over it. We can't make them stop it. We can pull our kids, right, but we don't have a vote to do away with it. Let's, let's, let's make it a positive, all right? Use this to generate energy to get us into November. We're not that far away. So, I think many of you, you school board candidates, will be absolutely surprised how our message is going to resonate in every single district with every different demographical makeup. Trust the process. Trust that you have reasoned through your values and principles and that they're sounded in the Constitution. They're sound in the Constitution and in preserving liberty and justice for all. Like, you, you have to be confident in that. And if you're not, get out of the kitchen. All right? Like, you don't need to be there. If you don't, if you don't believe in the things that you're out there promoting to a point to where you will go through, get drugged through the mud to, like, promote them, then you're in the wrong business. All right? You shouldn't be in politics. Like, shouldn't be in politics. I think it's, you know, it's about all I got, I think, today. I'm, well, I had a couple other things I think I'm going to hold off. Like, so I'm going to end on this. I saw another thing on there where, you know, here in Jefferson County, and I've been saying this for a long time, cult, like, politics should be downstream from culture, not culture downstream from politics. We have long waited on politicians to rise up so that we could follow them. Okay, well, that's that leads to demagoguery. That leads to authoritarianism that leads to Hitler and Stalin and Mao it leads to all the, all these bad outcomes okay like I saw some on Facebook earlier today where someone thought it was they, they thought it was they could not fathom that it was a positive thing that in like in certain areas we had gotten together as a group of parents concerned citizens you know some were grandparents some people weren't some just taxpayers and we ultimately went and found the people that we thought would be good to run for school board. And these people, someone thought this was like anti-American. And I'm like, Do you, have you ever heard the story of George Washington? Our first president, he didn't want to be it. I'm sure he did. Every man's got an ego. But 
they sought him out because they they knew after him turning over power once the American Revolution was won and he could have easily became almost a king immediately. That's how much fame he had in this in this in the in the colonies at that time. But because he had turned over power and walked away, they sought him out to be our first president. Why aren't we recruiting people? Like, why aren't we going out and finding people and saying, here are our values? It seems like you are about them. Tell me how you are. Tell me, like, give me examples of how you believe in parental rights. Give me examples of how you believe in, like, being able to, you know, bodily autonomy when it comes to vaccines and you know, all that. Give me an example of what you would do in this situation regarding, you know, abortion or what. You know, like, how do you feel about, uh, how do you feel about three strike laws? How do you feel about mandatory minimums? Like, why aren't we going to people, asking them specific questions, and then if they don't fit what we want in our representatives, in our elected officials? Then they don't get our they don't get our endorsement they don't get our vote. Why on God's green earth would we not do that? So the, if you're the person that made that comment, like, just think that through for a second. Why would we not want to do that? Why do we want to wait on the on like the egotistic people to to like decide they think they're the person that's the best to run the country and we're gonna. Support them because they convinced me that they're the best. Why, why would we, why would we want someone like that? But again, it's just, it's just, it's just like flip side of the coin stuff that we can't see. We can't see it. Again, it's like it's a step too far to do away with, to do away with all masking mandates. Nobody in the government can make it, but it's not a step too far to tell a school board when they can meet and how often they can meet. Like, what are you talking about? So, and then at the same at the same time, once someone is sought out, they also that that person can't be held responsible for every single viewpoint that every single person that endorses them has. They're still individuals, you know. And that's kind of my one of my points about the. U.S. constitutional why like it's so hard to get amendments filed and stuff is because like that's what that's what we are we're all we are all like coming together and like agreeing to you know a certain like a, a contract or coming to a certain you know just call them gentleman agreements handshake agreements and the more of them we create the harder it is for either side to like live up to and stay consistent with so. I don't think it's smart for groups to go around here and have 55 things they're trying to, like, they're uh, handling people on and expecting them to toe the line on. If they do, they do. You know, and if you tell them you will, you'll abide by those 55 tenets and you go against one, like, it's their right to call you out on it. But, like, if they're saying, okay, here's the four things that we, we really, really care about and you're solid on these and we realize you're a person and you can make other decisions on other stuff and you're going to detract sometimes and have differing opinions... We just expect you to stand firm on these four things. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's what we should be wanting. And like, if we have groups from county to county, state to state, region to region, that has similar values and principles, and we're meeting together and being transparent and vulnerable and accountable to one another, 
on selecting candidates and leaders because not everybody's going to be elected. Some people are going to be leaders in the organization. But accountability to uphold those values and principles. Like, I don't know how anyone could paint that in a negative light. That is grassroots activism at its best. And that's what we're trying to do here. So listen up, guys. I really appreciate y'all listening. Uh, just like y'all, I'm mad as can be about these mass things, and we're going to try to do something about it. Sorry it took me a couple days to get to, get to you guys, and it's been a couple weeks since I've since I posted an episode. Uh, but just like I always say, you know, thank y'all so much for listening. Really, really appreciate it. Um, we got a lot of stuff, excited things coming um, that we, we're going to be telling, you, telling everybody about eventually here soon. In the meantime, you can find me at way too much JRMC on pretty much any social media platform, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, like uh, you, you name it. You know, I'm on it. Truth, social, all all, all that stuff. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening. Please please like, share. A lot of people don't know it. If you go watch it on YouTube, or they have a clip feature where if you think I said something funny or said something dumb and you want to get you want to blast me out there for being a terrible person you can do it make a little clip and send it around you know feel free to do that no press is bad press right or all press is good press so uh again thank you all for listening uh sorry it ran long ran late it is 30 minutes shorter than the last one though but love you guys hope you'll have a great week and we will talk to you soon thanks a lot